Blog Talk Radio. This is Michael Tate with news about some more real-life Jesus freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. Christians in Iraq continue to face deadly violence in what appears to be strategically planned attacks. On November 11, suspected Islamic extremists detonated 11 bombs in Christian suburbs across Baghdad, targeting shops and homes. At least five Christians were killed and 33 injured. Four days later, car bombs killed one person and injured seven. Will you pray for Iraqi believers and pray that God's plan for all people to know the truth and be saved moves forward despite the destructive plans of Islamic extremists? For the latest, go online to persecution.com. quite old, dating back to ancient India, Babylonia, and Greece. The conception of the vampire was common among the Slavic people and in the Balkan countries of Europe. However, it wasn't until Irish author Bram Stoken first published Dracula in 1897 that vampires became widely known and generated a number of plays, literature, and movies with vampire themes. Dracula, the infamous fictional vampire, was based on the real life of Prince Dracula, Vlad in the 15th century. Europe, it was during his reign as prince that he enjoyed impaling his victims of various crimes on stakes. Known as Vlad the Impaler, the Transylvanian had an unusual compulsion to slowly kill his enemies by impaling them on sharp-pointed murder stakes. While traditions concerning the vampire vary, there is a worldwide belief they do exist. I believe they exist. In fact, I know they exist. I have encountered Vampires. 
various kinds of vampires. Tonight on Deliverance, I would like to speak on the subject of vampirism, the one type of vampire that I know that exists are those vamp are those individuals that are here on planet Earth that are being used by the enemy, and you have them, I have them. They're in your life. The enemy uses them, and they seek to drain you. They seek to feed off others. They seek to feed off you, your energy, your resources, your power, your strength. Tap into your gifts, your destiny. They seek to drain. That's what vampires do. You know, vampires have been around for centuries. All kinds of different vampires, such as Vlad the Impaler. Then you have perhaps your neighbor, a co-worker, a friend, a loved one who seeks to drain you. Yes, and modern-day vampires are still around and still are drawn to draining people. And some, in some cases, even drawn to, still drawn to blood like that, like that uh, 16-year-old Pat, who's a professing vampire that I read about. She said the first time she sank her teeth into a victim's back, into fatty tissue close to his heart, the rush that followed was exhilarating. I showed no mercy, she said. I wanted it, and I wanted it bad. It made me feel like I could do anything. So satisfying was the experience, said the junior from a high school south of Dallas, Texas, that she came to depend upon it. Eventually, she believed that blood gave her longevity, vitality, and even supernatural powers. I made myself believe I needed blood to sustain my life, Pat said. I truly believed I was a vampire. I, my friends, unfortunately, Pat is not alone. There are hundreds upon hundreds of desperate young people that find acceptance in vampire cults. For many young people, it starts with wearing black and white makeup, shunning sunlight, becoming nocturnal, embracing vampire ideologies and themes. But don't be surprised, however, to find even adults, not only just young people that are seeking blood. Over the years of counseling those afflicted by evil spirits, I've come across a number of individuals who are drawn to blood. Young people Adults to gain a supernatural rush, a satanic spiritual high. The satanic practice has kept many, many in bondage. One such person was a 21-year-old named Mike who was heavily involved in black magic and vampirism. He practiced vampirism. Mike confessed to drinking animal blood, human blood. He boasted of the fact that he enjoyed consuming the blood for it empowered him. Mike eventually got addicted to blood. Bloodthirsty spirits compelled him to consume blood. I still vividly remember encountering the demons when Mike came over to my home for ministry one afternoon. 
those bloodthirsty spirits immediately notice a wooden cross that I had in my living room. Upon seeing the powerful symbol of the cross, they began to, to convulse. The evil spirits within might cause him to convulse. His whole body shook violently as the demons glanced at the cross. The demons know there is power in the blood, the blood of Jesus Christ. The cross in my living room symbolized the blood that Jesus shed. In Revelation 12, 11, the Apostle John writes, and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. Though the demons compelled Mike to drink blood, to attain supernatural satanic power, the demons that night displayed whose blood truly was victorious. And that has victorious power, the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Unfortunately, though, Mike, this vampire, chose the evil spirits over the love of Christ and remains in bondage to demons that have him act like a vampire. You know, the gruesome practice of vampirism has its share of dangers. This ancient satanic practice has consequences that these vampires need to be aware of. Hopefully, by God's grace and power, they will find out about these consequences. And thus, it perhaps will persuade the vampires to cease their satanic acts. By aligning oneself to vampirism, you join Satan in his cause. At its very core, vampirism is what? It's a mockery of the blood of Jesus Christ who shed his blood. The holy blood of Christ is sufficient. So there's no need to shed one's blood or to drink someone's blood or to seek to drain someone. Shedding one's blood or drinking one's blood only brings divine judgment. It's only through Christ's blood that we can receive redemption and approach God. You know, vampirism is closely related to Satanism, voodoo, makumba. Consumption of blood opens a door that allows satanic spirits the right to torment you and to destroy you. Vampirism also leads to physical danger. I mean, medical experts worldwide agree Medical experts indicate that ritual biting places participants at risk of infections, including the AIDS virus. Public health officials have warned that such practices are medically risky. Medical officials have been warned, have been warning that if a person has a mouth sore and injury to the gums, there's a possibility of the virus becoming transmitted. If a virus is present, there are serious risks involved for those practicing vampirism. If you have a child or a grandchild or know someone who's reading vampire literature or has an increasing interest in vampire themes, take it seriously. It's, it's not a – sure, it could be a phase in their life, but it's a serious door to the demonic. You have to get involved. If there's a change in sleeping or eating habits, razor cuts. This is a problem that needs to be addressed, and you need to intervene. There has to be intentional intervention. 
And there has to be an exorcism, a deliverance. Now, that's one form of vampirism, the actual churning to another individual seeking their blood, thus seeking their life. But there's other kinds of vampirisms, vampires that exist in our day and age. And the vampires that I really want to focus on tonight is those people around you that are being indwelt by these same spirits of vampirism. They're using these individuals to get to your life to drain you. They may not be seeking for your blood, your physical blood per se, but they're seeking to feed off your life. And isn't that what vampires do? They seek to drain, they seek to feed off others, they seek to Sure, they seek you. One group of vampires truly do seek one's blood, physical blood. Another group, your life energy. And it's something I really want to address and speak on tonight, on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange. And the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. Azerbaijan, being a Christian and a bold witness for Christ can be costly. Forum 18 News reported that on October 31st, police raided a Christian festival and detained four believers in the town of Kusar, Azerbaijan. Eighty members of a Baptist church were gathered at a believer's home for a celebration thanking God for the harvest. When police arrived, they turned off the gas and electricity in order to prevent the believers from preparing their meal. Police also photographed and videotaped the service and recorded the names of those present. Despite the government crackdown, believers in Azerbaijan remain faithful to Christ. To learn how you can pray for and help persecuted Christians, subscribe to the Voice of the Martyrs free monthly newsletter. Call 875-VOICE. That's 875-V-O-I-C-E. Support persecuted believers by calling 875-VOICE. The Voice of the Martyrs is a Christian nonprofit organization. personal, confidential, and loving ministry session with me. Are you needing spiritual intervention and immediate assistance in removing demons and healing of your broken heart? I'm available to travel to your location and meet you, to pray with you, 
and to minister to you and your family. Feel free to give us a call at 877-483-5519. That's 877-483-5519. Or email us at j at jbartlettmissions.com. Schedule a personal, confidential, loving ministry session with me today. God has bestowed upon this global mission an extraordinary ability to gently guide individuals into the heavenly realms, where thousands are encountering the risen Jesus and experiencing numerous heavenly wonders. We have perhaps created the world's largest video collection of testimonies of those who've been caught up into the third heaven and experienced the joys and the wonders and the glories of his heavenly home. These thrilling videos from around the world demonstrate that God loves and cares for us. Taste of his heavenly powers. Watch these incredible, astounding heavenly experiences and encounters. They're real. Watch and see at jbartlandmissions.com. That's jbartlandmissions.com. Become a freedom fighter today. Freedom Fighter Air National Training Center. It is the world's largest miracle-working, equipping program that you can find on the planet. It's now available. Become a freedom fighter today. These audio and video-based lectures and powerful demonstrations will touch on hundreds of weapons and tools and resources that can be utilized against the demonic and to set the captives free. These are never-before-released presentations that will transform your life. Learn about the spiritual weapons and watch the enemy flee in Jesus' name. The Freedom Fire International Training Center is an online extensive training program covering hundreds of different topics, subjects, and issues. Get more information at ifreedomfighter.org. That's ifreedomfighter.org. Here at J. Bartlett Missions, we have produced nearly 70 publications on the victorious and overcoming life we have in Jesus Christ. We've also produced dozens upon dozens of audio teachings that have set many free from demonic bondage and various afflictions. We would encourage each and every one of you to visit our web store and look at the tools and the resources that we have that will help you to conduct effective spiritual warfare. That's jbartlandmissions.com. Visit us today at jbartlandmissions.com. Those of you who are listening tonight, we're located here in Southern California at 530 South Lake Avenue, Suite 922, in Pasadena, Pasadena, California, 91101. Feel free to give us a call at 877-483-5519. Email us at j at jbartlettmissions.com. That's J-A-Y at jbartlettmissions.com. I'll be right back after this brief intermission. 
Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with a reminder for all Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. It's easy to dismiss computer-based social networking as a waste of time and resources. But like other media advancements throughout history, ministries, including the Voice of the Martyrs, are seeing value in staying connected via Facebook and Twitter accounts and hosting online discussion groups. For example, members of the Be A Voice Network are sharing prayer requests, reporting on conferences, and providing updates on persecuted believers from around the world. Are you plugged in? Got a story, prayer request, or burden to share? Your entry point is persecution.com. I'm Jay Bartlett. We're speaking about getting rid of vampires, and we're we're speaking on the subject of vampirism. You may not be aware, but my very first published book, Exploring the Unknown, the Strange, and the Supernatural, published way back, I think 17-some years ago, by Zulon Press, I had a chapter on the subject of vampirism sharing about the historical roots of vampirism, speaking on modern vampirism, the dangers of vampirism, recognizing vampirism. That's my very first book, Exploring the Unknown, the Strange, and the Supernatural. Vampirism is real. Now, in that book that I published many, many years ago, I primarily focused on that one certain kind of vampire, the one that seeks literal blood, a form of Satanism, dark occultism. And that's a force to be reckoned with. But I'm speaking about another kind of vampirism. What do vampires do? They seek to drain. They seek to feed off other people's lives, thus bringing sabotage, bewitchment, hindrances, delay. Obstacles, satanic persecution. This is the vampirism I really like to speak on. Do you have a vampire in your life? They may not be seeking physical blood per se, but those spirits that are operating in that individual's life, are they draining you? Are you finding yourself being drained physically, mentally, emotionally, financially? In all areas of life, you're being drained. You're being it, – it's as if – Energy is being soaked right out of your, your life. Are they feeding off you? Are they hindering you? 
How are we to get rid of vampires or those spirits of vampires that are operating in people's lives that are seeking to instill unbelief, ridicule, doubt? Seeks to sabotage your life. Well, we see in Matthew chapter 9, I believe Jesus quite often dealt with individuals who had this kind of spirit. A spirit of unbelief, doubt, that seeks to drain and seeks to divert and distort, to divide and to destroy. To bring death. Jesus dealt with this in Matthew chapter 9, verse 18. While Jesus spoke these things to them, behold, a ruler came and worshipped him, saying, My daughter has just died. But come and lay your hand upon her, and she will live. So Jesus arose and followed him, and so did his disciples. And that's encouraging to know that when death appears, Jesus always appears. And he brings his resurrection power into the picture. And intervention takes place. This is exactly, my daughter has just died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Verse 19, Jesus rose, arose, and followed him, and so did his disciples. When there's death, Jesus will rise, and he will intervene. Now we see in verse 20 that a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind him and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, if I can only touch his garment, then I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. Verse 23. When Jesus came into that ruler's house and saw the flute players, and the noisy crowd wailing, making all kinds of noise. Nonsense. He, he said to them, make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him. They, and now who's they? The noisy crowd. The flute players. Those in that vicinity of the ruler's house. In that house was that, that that daughter who had just died. And in that area, there was a number of flute players and a number of noisy individuals wailing. And when Jesus came into the picture, when death was present, Jesus came. He arose and he went to death to confront death, to defeat death. And Jesus spoke. He said, make room, for the girl is not dead, but sleeping. 
and they ridiculed him. These individuals were like vampires. They were like vampires. Vampires seek to bring distortion, division, delay. They like to drain. They like to feed off other people's lives. And in this case, this crowd ridiculed the one who was bringing life, the Lord Jesus. But it says in verse 25, but when the crowd was put outside, Jesus went in. So apparently it it appears to me pretty clear in Matthew chapter 9, verse 25, that the crowd, the noisy crowd, the flute players, no doubt, some of the flute players, those at the ruler's house, those who were ridiculing the resurrection and the life, they were put outside. That's how you get rid of vampires. You put them outside. You don't allow them into your life. You set boundaries. And that's, I guess, what I'm trying to get at in this podcast, in this presentation. You want to get rid of vampires? Because you're going to have vampires, and you probably have vampires on this very day, at this very moment. The enemy's using them to drain you, to ridicule you. They don't celebrate your life. They don't celebrate what God has done in your life. They're seeking to destroy, to drain. They ridicule. There's no belief, no celebration, no faith. You put them outside. Then Jesus comes in. Jesus ain't going to put up with that nonsense. The ridicule. The draining. The death. When the crowd was put outside, verse 25, then Jesus went in. You want your life to experience empowerment, joy, strength. You want to fulfill your destiny. You want to live in resurrection power. You need Jesus, for he is the resurrection and the life. You want him to come in, into your house? Get the vampires out. Do it now. Make a plan. Be intentional. Pray. And then, with God's help, with God's guidance, and by his grace, put them outside so Jesus can come in. And when Jesus comes in, resurrection takes place. Power. Dynamite. Explosive power. It says in verse 25, Matthew 29, but when the crowd was put outside, he went in, took her by the hand, and the girl arose. You want to experience resurrection? You want Jesus in your house? Thus bringing forth life and power and resurrection strength? Get the vampires out. Do it today. 
And it says in verse 26, the report of this went out into all the land. So you want resurrection reports to be broadcasted throughout the land? Get rid of the vampires. Now, how do you do that? Well, I just, I just mentioned just a moment ago, pray. Be intentional. Remove those who are seeking to drain, sever the soul ties. Actually, by God's grace and strength and wisdom and prudence, God will give you a plan. And as he does, get the vampires. The Holy Spirit will give you strength. Get the vampires out. For if you don't, they will drain your life. They will feed off your your life energy. They will seek to drain you, your resources, your capabilities, your gifts, your powers. And as they move in, the demons that are compelling these vampires to act the way they act, they will move in and bring all kinds of bewitchment, sabotage, delay, destruction, and death. So commit even tonight to make a personal inventory. Who's in your life? Who do you see in the horizon trying, the enemy's trying to bring into your life that's going to be used by the enemy to drain you? As you see here in Matthew 9, Jesus, he put them out. He put them out. And there's an interesting passage in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter thinking it was chapter 22 it's chapter 22 yes Proverbs 22 10 cast out the scoffer and contention will leave yes strife and reproach will cease cast them out You want to get rid of the vampire? You want to get rid of the contention? You want to change atmospheres, environments? Yes, even strife and reproach will cease. God will give you strength to get rid of the vampires that are in your life. 